0: And welcome to What the F. This is Scott Hanson. Let me give you some background on myself. I don't know why you're listening, uh, where you're from, or anything like that. But I welcome. I appreciate you. Podcast was a fascinating idea to me, so I have quite a bit of time in the car, both on the way to work and on the way home. I'm a school teacher, I teach junior high math, I also coach high school football during the fall, so uh, I'm on the road daily, I'm not going to compare, you know, my amount of driving to anybody else, but it's significant, Uh, I recently took a new teaching job, so my drive in the morning is just under an hour, in the afternoon it's usually a little bit over an hour, so I have some time, and typically during that time, I'm a music fan and I like to Listen to music, and about a year and a half, two years ago, I I started really digging into podcasts mainly for self improvement reasons. I also appreciated being able to, one, one, one year in particular, my wife and I had done a 365 day Bible devotional, and during that time period, I tend to hear better than I read in other words I'm not saying I'm not a good reader I'm, I'm a perfectly good reader it's just a matter of comprehension was always a struggle for me so I, I find it more beneficial to hear words than to read them and I find that I retain better and you know, I'm able to better summarize what I was just what I was just reading in terms of hearing it so, I've been digging into podcasts, I follow about half a dozen or so of them and listen to them regularly, and it's just become kind of part of my routine. And so now, why record a podcast then? Well, uh, a few years ago, as, as the, or I should say, in the effort to continuously become a better communicator, I started using uh, YouTube as a method of communication for our football players. I would either record videos for them to watch that included game plans for the week or how we teach certain pass routes or concepts or this or that. Uh, and so that then that eventually became uh, kind of gravitated, graduated into a weekly message that I typically do. So this is something I've been doing for a long time in terms of, uh, I think back to my first varsity coaching position in 2011, I started, I don't know if I'd call it a tradition, I didn't know it was going to become a tradition at the time, and it's, it's not really tradition for anybody but me because I'm the one who does it, but at any rate, I would, the night before a game, put some thoughts on paper, and it would be you know, similar to a pre-game speech the night before, but you know, sometimes rah-rah, sometimes you know the the attempt to be thought provoking, and sometimes it's just a matter of giving the players uh, a frame of reference for that particular week, whether we had a weekly theme that we were focusing on, or whether we had uh, a particular opponent that certain things needed to take place in order for us to be successful that particular week. You, you get the idea. So I kind of merged those two ideas because I used to type it and hand it out know, type it out, print it out, hand it out the, the day before the game and that that kind of evolved into recording either a video message or an audio message, most commonly video uh, uh, from time to time and I would try to communicate again via players uh, or, or with players I should say over the summer or during the off season so that, that's kind of where this whole thing came from Is, is uh, I, I would also record video messages for students, character building, things of that nature, real life stuff. So at any rate, why, why a podcast? That, that's why. I, I, number one, I took a lot of value out of, and continue to take a lot of value out of consuming podcasts myself. Uh, and, and quite honestly, it's a therapeutic experience for me. I think I mentioned that once before. Being able to talk, uh, not knowing who, or caring who's listening, but hoping that it's going to Potentially have an entertaining or educating effect on somebody. So, there you have it. So let's talk about today's afternoon faith. Uh, I figured I would start with that, being it's, it's become the most important thing in my life. And so, wh- where does my faith come from? I-, I figured it would be a good idea to share my testimony, and it's going to be similar to uh, the, the way that I gave my testimony for our church in front of our congregation. It's been, it's been quite a few years, but I think it's, it's never a bad idea to reflect on and, and look back on why we are the way we are, or why we make the decisions that we make, uh, and, and how those decisions are affecting our daily lives. So, I came to faith late in life, uh, in my late 20s, and not because of any disruption of my upbringing or anything like that. I just wasn't, I, I wasn't raised in the faith. It was really that simple. My parents, I, I love them both. They've, they've been married a long time. They were married in 1970 and, you know, I had the benefit of, of being raised in the same house my whole life. So my parents bought their house and moved in shortly after marriage and I was born later and was able to live in the same house my whole life until I, well, I mean, a short period of time where I was I was staying on campus when I was in college. But other than that, I, I didn't move out until I was married and moved in with my wife. So, long time and uh, stability. I, I learned a lot of moral teachings from both my parents. My moral teachings, I, I just mean the right thing. We were we were big advocates of the golden rule. I learned how to work hard, uh, and that and that working hard will be the the, the easiest way to ensure that you're going to be successful. Certainly not a guarantee, but definitely a way to be successful. Uh, and, and, and quite quite honestly, better than the alternative of not working hard and almost guaranteeing that you're not going to have success. So at any rate. A very, um, very morally sound background, but not based on faith per se. Never went to church growing up. You know, and, you know this is not a, this is not an attack on my parents or anything like that. I'm just giving you some facts about my background so you kind of form a frame of reference for for uh, how my faith is now. So, you know, I, I'm an only child, and only children can have a certain reputation of being spoiled. I was not spoiled. I learned and was taught to earn everything that I get. Uh, Now, don't get get me wrong, but my parents did on occasion give me things that I didn't necessarily earn or deserve, but it was not a a regular thing. And uh, I quickly learned that anything worthwhile takes time, takes effort, and it is much more satisfying and rewarding earn something and have put in the work to get something than it is just to be given something. And of course, gifts notwithstanding, we're talking about things that you have to put in effort to attain. So, um, this, so as, as I progressed throughout my life, the problem became, there was this desire within me have relationships, and respectfully speaking, friendly relationships, relationships with the opposite sex, relationships with authority figures, we're talking all kinds of relationships, not just talking romantic or, or, you know, something like that in nature, I just, I desire to be affirmed and accepted by people, The, the, the more I've gone throughout my life, I've realized that really this was a construct of... My desire to be closer to my father. And again, this is not a bashing session on my parents at all, but I have realized as an adult now that my relationship with my father wasn't what I wanted to be, wanted it to be growing up. Um, my dad taught me a lot. He loved me the best that he knew how. Um there's some things lacking, which I'm sure almost all of us could agree to some extent. Parents aren't perfect. I'm learning this myself and our best, and we try to combine the knowledge and experiences that we have uh, to do the right thing versus what happened to us, uh, and and hopefully repeat the positive experiences that we had as a child with our children, and hopefully put an end to the negative experiences that we had growing up uh, as we are parents ourselves with our children. So, long story short, I craved attention, and I, I was... You know, I gravitated toward male authority figures who I thought I wanted to be around, quite honestly. And this became a way for me to find a place to fit in. I found that place to fit in in sports. I I could, um... I was a late bloomer, I guess you could say. And what I mean by that is, like, it took me a while to develop certain skills... I could say I was a good athlete growing up and had some genetic ability and everything like that, but I don't think I really came into my own, especially, you know, with regard to actual skills in sports, until probably adolescence. So, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. But the point here is I constantly looked for ways make my dad proud of me, and you know, the easiest way to do that was in the realm of sports because that was a that was a common appreciation. It was a common interest. Uh, my dad grew up playing sports, didn't have the opportunities that I had for a variety of reasons, and so part of why I uh, love and appreciate him so much now that you know, looking back on it as an adult, is simply because. He afforded me many more opportunities than he had. I was able to play Little League Baseball and Park District Basketball, and I played on the, um, you know, I think there's different leagues of, of Pee Wee football, but I played on the Pee Wee football team growing up. And those are things that my dad did not have the opportunity to have. You know, and I think in a lot of ways, he took the satisfaction knowing that he provided a better life. For his child, than perhaps he was able to have. We'll dig into that a little bit more in, in, in maybe another episode, but the focus here was supposed to be on faith. So, I always had a feeling or, or had some idea that there was a God out there. I'm not exactly sure where it came from because, again, I wasn't raised in the faith. I think it was just a desire to have a relationship, and if that relationship with, with, was was with a human, great. If it was with a supernatural being, then that was great too. So, I think I always had the desire to know God, and, and the awareness that He was around me. Uh, I can think in particular of certain prayers that I would pray, you know, not really not really being taught how to pray, not really knowing how to pray, but you know, something along the lines of. Dear God, please don't let any of my family members die. You know, then, then just the, the the innocence and ignorance of a child praying for, you know, something that you could call it a selfish prayer, you know, you're, 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 while there are some, some um, ideas that that is a selfless prayer, it's praying for somebody else at the same time, you know, I don't want people to die because I want them to be in my life, so you can look at it both ways. At any rate... I can remember growing up on Notre Dame football, and when I was in the backyard playing with friends, I can remember certain times where, you know, i score a touchdown and i take a knee in the end zone and i do the, the, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and, and again, without having any particular faith background, that's relatively unusual to look back on it now, but I, I felt the presence of God in my life, which, you know, praise God for that, because I'm sure there's just as many kids like me growing up who without without being raised in the faith and thought about it um, didn't have that same presence or didn't feel that same presence so I certainly consider it a blessing. <clears throat> so fast forward a little bit I get to high school and for again mainly selfish reasons um, trying to build relationships in, in particular with students of the opposite sex. I happen to join FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and again, not, not being, um, you know, confirmed or, or anything like that, not really, a, not, not, I should say not really, not attending a church at all, being, again, kind of surrounded by the aura or presence of God and, and, and desiring Him to some extent, but also desiring attention from other people and, and attempting to find a place to fit in. And in this particular case, having a, a certain interest in a female who was an FCA and, and wanting to to be around her and to get to know her better and, and everything like that. So, participated in FCA when I was in high school. Uh, I ended up, again, hand of God, attending a, a Christian university. Um, certainly did not participate in Christian-like behavior while well, I was at that university. That's a story for another day as well, but. Uh, so then I get into my adult life, uh, which which I kind of include the, the pre adulthood, college. College was a, a big a big deal for me. So, as an only child, as somebody who I don't want to, I mean I developed I guess some selfish tendencies. Those tendencies were blown out of proportion when I was in college. So I learned to do what I want, when I want it, not have to answer to anybody. I mean, being out of the house for for the first time, my parents were firm but fair, I think, with me growing up. There was, you know, there were different tactics, parenting tactics used. I I stayed out of trouble for the most part. I wasn't looking for trouble. I wasn't really a, a boundary pusher in terms of, you know, doing a lot of disobedience things that I can remember anyways I think for the most part I fell in line and academics were a focus of mine really like when I was in high school if I just rewind really quickly you know I I, I just wanted to get good grades and play sports and hang out with my friends I wasn't a big partier I wasn't you know wasn't a drinker I can remember having my first sip of alcohol senior year in high school maybe after football season was over at a party you know, wanted a big part year. Didn't really push that envelope too much. You know, as I say, I just wanted to do well in school and play sports, hang out, play video games with my friends, watch wrestling. <laughs> you know, simple, simple stuff. So in college, that kind of, you know, was magnified. I wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And now that I didn't have really the watchful eye of my parents, no, I, I, I took that to the next level. I would stay up well into the wee hours of the morning playing video games. Maybe go to class the next day, maybe not. Uh, party quite a bit, weekly for sure, if not multiple times a week. Took the college aspect of college very seriously. And uh, uh, continued to seek relationships specifically uh, of, of, of the co-ed version. And that's where I, I think God used a lot of those situations to help form the person that I have become today. So to make a long story as short as possible, there were many failed relationships that I had in college with the opposite sex. And I don't even want to call them relationships per se because it wasn't like I dated a whole lot or, you know, had a whole lot of sexual partners in college or anything like that. It was just a matter of I was constantly, the the pattern never changed from, uh, you know, as soon as I found an interest in females, which was quite young, through high, you know, through junior high, through high school, through college, my routine never changed, it was always try to impress the girl, try to get the girl to be my girlfriend or whatever, Uh, and generally speaking, a large of the time, certainly more than 50% of the time, it did not work out, for whatever reason. Not mutual interest, uh, you know, the, the, what we commonly refer to as being put in the friend zone, whatever the case was, it just didn't work out for me. So, you know, that, that obviously had a, uh, an effect on my psychology, but all for good reason. I look back at my life now and think about all the damage that I could have done to myself, And or to other people. And God really shielded me from that before I was a believer, which is amazing in itself. And again, praise God for Him working in my life before I even really knew who He was or really had a relationship with Him. And and again, it's really easy to say now looking back on it, but that relationship that I was craving and was searching after the whole time was was, was for God in my life. And it just manifested itself. You know, in a twisted fashion, as as most things do, when I'm looking for something for me that isn't the way that God created it to be, uh, of course it's going to be twisted, of course it's going to be messed up, and I I just look back at that now, and, and true to form, God has never used, or I should say never not used, something like that for His glory, and to turn it into a positive in my life, whether it's to teach me something, or me something or whatever the case is. So, college was all about consumption for me. Alcohol relationships. Um, you know, I consumed football. I, I was blessed and fortunate to be able to play football at the college level. I consumed that. I didn't really put as much into it as I probably could have or should have. Or at least, you know, early enough. I think freshman year, uh, sophomore year also, I kind of... Definitely, I should say kind of. I definitely didn't put as much into it as I did, like, let's say junior and senior year of high school, (coughs) in terms of investing into the game, and some things happened that caused me to reevaluate that. Long story short, I think I finished a lot stronger than I started. So, back to faith. Constantly back to faith. Hopefully, one thing you learned from this is, you know, I tend to talk off on tangents. So, if I bore you to death, please turn me off. Hopefully, you you enjoy being on this journey with me. At any rate... Get out of college. Had a uh, had a steady girlfriend through the tail end of college, so like the last two to three years. I was in college for five years. I redshirted, so uh, I was in I was in college for five years. The tail end of that, from about 2001 to graduation in 2003, just slightly post graduation. Uh, that relationship ended, and it was difficult. It was not my choice. It was my first serious relationship. So, you know, I I was devastated. And that really caused a chain of events that I believe led me to seek and desire God Himself and, and to find Him eventually. So I went from being selfish and looking at what I could get out of relationships, to what I could give, and I, I ended up meeting the woman who would later become my wife. We ended up finding a church together. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, trying to be the good boyfriend at the time. Long story short, we met. She was living out of state at the time. She ended up moving back to family, and we ended up dating being very serious, she was a believer, and she essentially, you know, led me to faith, she was very instrumental in showing me things that I needed to see that led me to my own relationship with Jesus, and I cannot thank her enough for that, it is one of the most incredible stories that you could ever hear. Uh, One particular church service that I can think of, this is way back in the, those of us who go to Crossroads, we call it the Neuqua days. So we used to rent an auditorium at a public high school, and on Sundays we would have our church services there. This is relatively common, uh, as I see nowadays. So one particular service was just tugging at my heartstrings. My wife has had a very difficult life, and I came to the that through all the difficulties and adversity that she had to face in her life, if she could trust God to strengthen her and take care of her and have a relationship with her, then what was my excuse? What was I waiting for to have that same relationship with this wonderful God? and so I made that choice and came to faith on Easter Sunday, and I I don't, I want to say it was 2007 or 2008 or I've been a believer ever since. Yes, there have been ups and downs. Certainly, I've had a lot to learn. Uh, But I committed my life to Jesus, and His blood washes me clean. And there you have it. That is that is my faith story. That's my faith walk. Um, God has redeemed a lot of things in our relationship. God has redeemed a lot of things in my relationship with my wife. Made a lot of mistakes in our relationship while we were dating, that relationship almost ended a couple of times based on foolish choices that I made. But God made uh, us to be together. And he has redeemed every single part of our relationship and has never let us down. Has always been faithful to us. has never given us a reason to not trust Him. Well, we have three beautiful children. They are all miracles. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet too. The percentage of us medically being able to have children when we first started trying was not good, <laughs> where we were both, <clears throat> we both had our own physical limitations, and after some serious prayer, some changes to our diet and lifestyle, God used us to uh, be able to have three beautiful babies, and uh, it's been one of the most wonderful experiences in my life to be a parent another story for another day as well, but
1: <clears throat>
0: everything is possible with God, I'll just leave it at that, and it has been a journey of ups and downs, you know, trusting Jesus with your life does not make everything better, you know, I'm sure you hear a lot of prosperity gospel that's preached, uh, you know, dedicating your life to God does not guarantee that you're going to be rich, It's not guarantee that you're going to get the job that you want, It's not a guarantee that you're going to have success in whatever measure of success you're using. It's not a guarantee. But I will tell you this, it has brought me to certain places that I wouldn't have been able to go. It has gotten me out of certain places that I would never be able to get out of by myself. And... I rest easy knowing that my eternity is paid for and my God loves me and He will be there for me always. So hopefully that shines a little bit of light on my background. Again, I'm, I'm an educator. i been in my 14th year, excuse me, teaching. I teach junior high math, coach high school football. I just wrapped up my 15th year of coaching ball. Football is a uh, other half that I'll talk about somewhere else but I led with faith because I think faith is intertwined uh, in everything that I do nowadays and, I've, and I've, you know, I've grown and matured as a believer so definitely wanted to lead with that because it's the most important part of my life I, I say that it's the most important part of my life I think there was a point in time when I said it I didn't really mean it and based on things that God has been able to and been able to help you with. I I say it today and I mean it. So, uh, as we wrap up here, if you're pursuing a faith journey, God bless you. If not, God bless you as well. If there's ever anything that's worth investigating, it is your purpose, and I find my purpose in Jesus Christ. Hopefully, if you're not there... You're, you're you're open to it you know, As we believers are, are called to Share the gospel If there's anyone listening who has not heard The good news of Jesus Christ I encourage you to look into it a little bit more for yourself At least be open minded to the fact that God loves you, God created you And he has a purpose for your life So God bless you Thank you for listening And that is Wrapping us up for this episode what the F final thought for the faith episode uh, on my testimony I I, I apologize for the quality of the audio as this podcast gets started I'm be experimenting with a variety of locations etc and that podcast was recorded on my drive to work this morning and clearly I need to disconnect the Bluetooth from the car to get better audio so that will definitely happen going forward uh, I apologize for the audio quality and hopefully you enjoyed it nonetheless and were able to hear it. <laughs> and proceeding, we will make sure to clear up the audio. Thanks again for listening. This is Scott Hansen for What the F.